Hey gang, this is Trent Chattaker, chiropractor and advocate for chiropractors who locate, analyze, and facilitate the correction of vertebral subluxation for the better expression of the body's innate intelligence. Welcome to today's tick. For each week, we study a chiropractic principle, question, or chiropractor to help you acquire today's philosophy, science, and art of chiropractic. Thank you for investing your time with us as a student of chiropractic. Now let the class begin. The tissue cells of the body are continually subjected to universal forces. The effects of these forces upon the cell can be measured algebraically. If we divide these effects into units, we can classify them as gains and losses. The gains are those experiences in which the cell successfully adapts to universal forces. The losses are those experiences in which the cell fails to adapt the universal forces. The resultant changes caused by that failure to adapt may or may not be measurable. When losses are subtracted from gains, that which remains is called the survival value. That's written by Joe Strauss, chiropractor and friend. In today's stick, we're going to grow in our understanding on survival values. And as you listen, make sure you share us with your friends, classmates, and colleagues. Feel free to tag us at today's tick. Now let the class begin. There's a paradox within the health world known as the morbidity-mortality paradox, or otherwise known as the gender paradox. This paradox describes the unique observation that women experience more medical conditions or diseased states throughout their lifespan, lifespan compared to men, but they live longer. This is a paradox in the health world because it's a common thought that your well-being is related to how you feel. And the assumption is that if you experience symptoms or you have disease, you're more unhealthy than those that don't. And you'll inevitably die sooner than those who don't experience symptoms or who don't have any signs of disease. This is a common thread within my chiropractic practice where people find it very common to think that when they're feeling fine, things are well. And if they feel no symptoms, things are not well. Um, it's a paradox uh, that has data that literally supports that women outlive men for all ages, groups, uh, consistently every year since the data has existed. And so my question for you, the listener, is why is this? Why would women suffer more disease, more symptoms, but live longer? Like all questions and answers, uh, my college professor used to always say, it depends. It depends upon a lot of different factors and such as uh, factors that contribute to sociological or biological factors. So, you know, what they're doing on a day-to-day -day basis and what their genetic makeup is, those are factors that contribute to this. But without going too far into this rabbit hole, let's use this example as a dialogue for an overview of survival values and how 
survival values philosophically relate to your state of well-being. We know for fact that people can suffer from life-ending conditions, sadly, who otherwise had little to no signs of disease or physical or mental weakness uh, in, you know, prior to that, uh, you know, such as heart attacks or uh, cancer. This is a similar observation to this gender paradox, in essence, and it relates to the fact that how you feel doesn't always correlate to how your quality of life actually is. The two can be inverse at times, is how I say it to my clients in practice. And chiropractors have been talking and researching and educating and adjusting people in their communities for over 100 years on this principle that well-being uh, or your state of condition or your health uh, or how you function is related to a state of wholeness. It's not necessarily related to a state of the absence of disease or the absence of symptoms. Disease, physical, or mental weakness is present when function or well-being is absent um, or well-being or overall function is the entity. Uh, so let's go through that again and, and describe this maybe a little bit further into detail because I went fast through that one. Um, function or well-being is the entity. Uh, and uh, when there's a lack of the entity, that's when signs of symptomology or disease may be present. And so the chiropractic viewpoint on health and well-being is life is a constant battle of invasive forces versus inner innate resistive forces uh, for the ability to function in a state of efficiency. So the innate resistive forces are driving towards a state of wholeness or a higher quality of life. And the invasive forces that are otherwise known in today's world as stress is constantly trying to break down the organization and harmony of the body into a state of disorganization and dysfunction. So the invasive forces would be anything on the outside trying to get in and attack our harmony or anything breaking down on the inside of us creating weakness in our body armor and harmful damage occurring from a lack of normal resistance. The resistive forces is our body's defense mechanisms against stress that can turn a healthy functioning cell or tissue into an opportunity for apoptosis or cellular death to occur so that the battle may be lost in that individual cell, but war isn't necessarily over. There is a force inside all of us, this inner recuperative power or force that wants to, to express harmony, wants to express function. And this biological battle of forces, invasive versus resistive, takes place 24-7, 365 days out of the year, and most of the time without our awareness of it even taking place or happening. And it starts as soon as the baby's inside the mother growing. And we know well aware of the effects that what the mother does or uh, eats affects the baby. I mean, uh, just mention uh, a mother who drinks alcohol or smokes tobacco and 
you feel empathy for that child and sad because you realize that that child is being succumbed to that stress. And so stress starts the day the baby uh, enters this world. And um, the problem is, though, it just because it starts then doesn't mean that's always when awareness um, takes place for the parent or for our quality of life. You see, awareness usually doesn't take place until the effects of the invasive forces outweigh um, or win versus the resistive forces. So uh, what that means is a sign or a symptom that balance has been lost and something needs, to e uh, something needs uh, either your attention uh, or something needs to be replenished uh, in favor of well-being or overall function such as sleep, nutrition, movement, um, detoxification, exercise, uh, or maybe a visit to your chiropractor, those, those signs or symptoms are usually the first time the awareness is brought about that uh, the battle is in favor of the invasive forces. So the battle of the invasive versus resistive could philosophically be measured in gains and losses if we just looked at a real simple way to um, come up with this equation. So gains would be when the resistive forces outnumber uh, or way greater in force against the invasive forces and losses would be when the invasive forces outnumber or way greater in force against the resistive forces. You see, these gains and losses are literally hypothetical at this current time of this podcast because right now we have no way to measure how alive someone is. We can measure uh, disease and symptoms, but we don't measure how alive someone is. But the logic behind this theory of how your body is adapting to life, life stressors gives you an approach to reinvest back into yourself that, that which has been taken away. So you may be sitting here right now or driving in your car or whatever you're doing or walking, asking yourself, uh, why not just use, you know, a current health indicator that's already out there to measure your quality of life. And instead of this philosophical uh, theory about gains versus losses, and that's a great question. And you could, and if you choose, and it's there for you, the current health indicators um, across the board, um, are a little bit different than the chiropractic viewpoint um, in regards to health and well-being because these health indicators that are out there measure disease or physical or mental weaknesses. These uh, indicators in the chiropractic viewpoint are signs of an absence of wholeness or signs of an absence of well-being or a sign of an absence of function. They're not, uh, they're the non-entity, which we've discussed on previous episodes. So if you want to go into that episode, uh, I forget the title of that episode specifically, but I'm assuming it has something to do with uh, entities and non-entities, uh, which more or less is a scientific term to measure whether or not something is there. So uh, real quick, without going too far off tangent here, uh, the entity is light and dark is the non-entity. So uh, you can never produce darkness um, or you can never have darkness as the entity because darkness is just an absence of light. So the two are um, obviously have this symbolic relationship, but 
the point of the matter is uh, that you produce darkness by uh, the control factor of light. You either block light or you turn light off and now you've got the darkness. And so um, our viewpoint in chiropractic is uh, the health indicators out there uh, are actually uh, a lack of health indicators, <laughs> which is currently, if you Google it, you'll find obesity, arthritis, diabetes, asthma, high blood pressure. Now, those are all vital indicators to know and measure if you need to monitor uh, the state of uh, disease or the state of a lack of health in the body. But it is different than measuring how uh, much survival or how much adaptation is um, within the quality of life or within your body. So these indicators are important for both the study of pathophysiology and healthcare policy across a given population, but they are uh, these indicators are not necessarily correlating to your quality of life uh, or adaptational success just because I, I started this podcast with a gender paradox. You uh, may have some of these uh, disease health indicators, as what I would call them, but outlive your spouse who has um, none. So the gender paradox is a great example that how much health or how much wholeness should not be directly correlated to how much disease or how much symptoms you have uh, because uh, we don't know how much survival value is tipping in favor of health over uh, a disease state. So survival values as it relates to the chiropractic viewpoint are literally terms and philosophical units to measure how well you're adapting. Adapting to me is a key capability of uh, where the focus needs to be for a health indicator. Succeeding at adapting to life stressors gives you a strategy to break down the complex biological processes and find simple steps to improving uh, the overall expression of a state of well-being. It's a strategy for improvement. It's a strategy for getting stronger, per se. And I will end this episode with just six simple strategies uh, that you could use to increase your adaptational success and have more uh, potential resistive forces for an optimal physiological function within your body. I'll start with number one, which is nutrition. Nutrition is the building block for the maintenance of physiological processes inside the body. Uh, you are what you eat and uh, you are what you drink. And so my advice is uh, eat uh, eat food that is um, uh, nutritionally well for you. And uh, that's a very vague opinion um, or strategy. But the point of the, this podcast is not to give nutritional support, but more or less philosophical um, eye-opening awareness that what you eat is who you are. So if you're eating out of a box, uh, don't expect to be uh, uh, lean and uh, functional because uh, it's processed. And if you're eating, uh, you know, fresh uh, fruits and veggies and greens that are full of enzymes and full of pro probiotics that are alive and, and moving and you're eating fresh meats and you're not, um, you're not uh, out of balance in your consumption of nutrition, then you can expect to have that type of physiology on the inside. 
Uh, my second uh, strategy for uh, more resistive forces would be movement. Your body gets stronger uh, the more you move. Uh, and movement uh, can come in the form of walking, exercising, uh, really simple move. Get up and move every day. Uh, my third strategy for uh, increasing uh, your survival values would be respiration. Respiration produces energy that is essential for the body. And so uh, my question for you is, are you breathing and are you um Breathing at a rate that challenges your heart rate uh, to become stronger or lower um, because uh, deep breaths throughout the day, meditation and exercise, which is part of movement, allow that breath and that respiration to penetrate um, all that physiology like trillions of cells within you that need oxygen. Uh, and one of the physiological uh, components in your body that definitely requires oxygen is your neurological system, which we'll get to here in a second. Uh, here is the next strategy that I have for you, which is excretion. Get rid of the toxins and waste um, to avoid uh, illness. Uh, my mentor and friend always had a real fun analogy to say, um, if you want to get rid of the flies by the garbage can, take out the trash because the flies uh, live off that garbage. And so you got to get rid of the toxins in your body because that's where the flies and the bacteria and all that uh, ill stuff likes to live. So get out and sweat and digest what you eat, um, get some movement going and get some breathing going and get some sweat going to get that bad stuff out of you. And you can even choose selective foods to get that excretion process more effective. Uh, next strategy for increasing your survival values is growth. Uh, they say uh, real simple that you're either growing stronger or getting weaker every day. And uh, my question for you is, are you getting stronger or weaker? Uh, strengthen yourself both mentally and physically uh, through ways of uh, either uh, some sort of exercise or weight training program or just simple movement, functional movement make you stronger, uh, such as squats and proper stretching. Uh, the older I get, the more I stretch because I realize that um, that plyo uh, flexibility is so vital for my ability to adapt to life stressors. And uh, finally, last but not least, is responsiveness. Uh, monitoring, detecting, and responding to changes in your body's internal and external environment is a necessity of life. And my question for you is, how is your body responding? Uh, so in order to respond and um, otherwise adapt efficiently, you want your neurological system as, it's, as the primary tool for adaptation and responsiveness functioning at all levels. And so uh, your neurological system thrives off of movement, exercise, thrives off of good nutrition, uh, and it thrives when those vertebrae are protecting them and uh, moving properly. So having a chiropractor that can perform uh, specific chiropractic or spinal evaluations for what we term vertebral subluxation to detect any biomechanical stress on your neurological system uh, is a key component to increasing your body's responsiveness. And so now you've got six specific strategies 
to focus on on a daily basis to uh, reinvest into your quality of life and finding ways to do more of that of those six strategies and finding ways to be consistent with them so that it's not necessarily, hey, I'm going to do it for 30 days and then take the next 60 off, but saying, hey, I'm going to spend the next 30 years being consistent in these six areas so that my body can have uh, more gains than losses when it comes to stress. And we can get into stress and we can get into momentum and how to um, leverage positive gains in the next episode. So I will uh, end this episode with giving you my gratitude for listening through and being a part of this podcast. And I will uh, check you on the next one. Thanks. There you have it. I hope you enjoyed this episode as I did. Let me know what you enjoyed about it by tagging us at Today's Tick on social media. And if this is your first episode, please subscribe. Leave us a review. Reviews help us spread the message about chiropractic and the location, analysis, and correction of vertebral subluxation. Share this episode with your friends, classmates, and colleagues. Be a champion and send them this episode. As BJ Palmer said, you never know how far reaching something you think, say, or do today will affect the lives of millions tomorrow. As always, we like to end our episodes with the definition of chiropractic. Chiropractic is a healthcare discipline that recognizes the innate recuperative power of the body to heal itself through identifying and caring for vertebral subluxations due to the relationship between structure and function as coordinated by the neurological system and how that relationship affects the preservation and restoration of well-being. This information in this podcast is not intended to diagnose, mitigate, or prescribe the use of any technique as a form of treatment for any physical conditions, symptoms, or diseases. Directly consult with a qualified healthcare professional for any chiropractic or medical advice. In addition to the benefits of chiropractic care, one should also be aware of the existence of some risk. Risks associated with some chiropractic care may include soreness, musculoskeletal sprain, strain, and fracture. In addition, there have been reported cases of stroke associated with chiropractic care. Research and scientific evidence do not establish a cause and effect relationship between chiropractic care and the occurrence of stroke. Rather, studies indicate that people may be consulting chiropractors when they are in the early states of a stroke. In essence, there is a stroke already in process. However, you are being informed of this reported risk.